On your Thursday episode of Locked On Raptors, you may recall about a month ago, Jamar Hines and I went through every deep bench player on the Raptors roster and asked the question, is that a bench guy or are we saying goodbye to said player before next season? Well, the Raptors have a new head coach now and perhaps our opinions have changed. Is Malachi Flynn's career going to be saved? Is Jeff Downton in line to become another great developmental story for the Raptors? We'll get into all of that on today's show with, of course, Jamar Hines. Thanks so much for hanging. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on and welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, June the 15th, one week until NBA draft night, baby. And uh, I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at Woodley Sean. You can go follow the show on Instagram at Locked On Raptors. We're also on Twitter at Locked On Raptors, even though TweetDeck is not allowing me to access the account right now. Thanks, Elon. Uh, also, you can go and uh, join us in the Locked On Raptors Discord. The uh, link is in the description. Come hang out. Super fun. We, I believe, are three people away from 100 folks in there in the re- in the, uh, the the Discord covering the team. Not covering the team. Talking about the team. Reacting to the team. D- dumb t- tears of the kingdom jokes all of it's in there it's a great time come hang out and uh join the great community we got building around the podcast uh it's going to be the place to be on giraffe night as well as i'm sure there will be uh no overreactions whatsoever to what the raptors do in there so come hang out again so subscribe follow rate review as always uh, on your favorite podcast apps and on youtube to support the show it's much appreciated as well today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right let's get to it as promised uh throughout this week the everyday listeners of the podcast will know shout out to the everydayers hello um we are going to be revisiting a game we played about a month ago with our guest jamar hines from raptors republic where we asked bench guy or goodbye about all of the various deep bench players on the toronto raptors and now we have a new coach to you know form our opinions around. A new coach who seems like he's going to bring some fresh ideas, especially on offense. And I am excited to dive into a revisitation of bench guy or goodbye to see if anyone is maybe a, a little more favorable or less favorable in our minds now that we know who is going to be coaching the Toronto Raptors. Here to dive into all of that is our pal, Jamar Hines from Raptors Republic. Jamar, uh, of course, you are also a Nuggets fan, basking in the glow of an NBA championship. Uh, are you, like, hoping to hop on a jet to fly to Denver for the parade today? Uh, are, are you worried if you get there, Nikola Jokic will have already left town? Uh, how are you feeling in the basque of the title just a couple days later? It feels great. It's fun to what. I have absolutely no complaints about anything basketball-wise for a very, very long time. Raptors You're doing all right. Four it's... years ago, Nuggets <laughs> winning a couple days ago. I am set. Uh, I got to get some new merch. I have a bunch of Nuggets jerseys, but nothing current. Um, might find me in Denver for the uh, banner raising. 
but mm. yeah, I'm going to miss the parade, but it's all good. Damn shame. Damn shame. Uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be long. I think you know, Yoka should be like, all right, we're doing like uh, five minutes and then uh, it's horse time. Let's it definitely go. won't be as long as the parade here. You would figure that maybe uh, the traffic planners have a bit more of a handle on things than they did in Toronto. That's to be sure. Uh, we're going to dig now into uh, the revisitation of our lovely bench guy or goodbye segment from about a month ago. Again, everydayers of the podcast probably know what I'm talking about. If you have not listened to this show, go back and listen, and then you can compare and contrast. Do one of those spot the difference games if you want between the two episodes. I'm really bad at those games, Jamar. Don't ever ask me to do a spot the difference game to save my life. I will lose. Um, um, that's irrelevant. Let's uh, sort of start big here. You know, the arrival of Darko Ryakovich has been a lot of excitement this week. I think justifiably so. Uh, the way he's talked about sort of how he wants to reimagine the way the Raptors play and redefine the Raptors culture and all that stuff. It's everything you wanted to hear, I think, from whoever the new head coach was going to be. And it brings into, you know, question, you know, I think a big part of this past season's issue was this sort of push and pull between the idea that the roster just wasn't good enough and there was not enough depth on the team for Nick Nurse to truly actually trust these guys versus the idea of Nick Nurse just letting guys make mistakes and grow through them. I come down on kind of in the middle. I, I don't think the roster was especially deep, and I don't really blame Nick Nurse for not wanting to play Malachi Flynn 25 minutes a night. That said... Maybe the team would be in better shape had he gotten 25 minutes a night or, or whatever as a backup point guard. I We can't say. It's all hindsight now. But I think we kind of went into the offseason maybe feeling pretty low on a lot of these bench guys. High on a couple. I think Christian Coloco comes to mind as someone who we're still pretty bullish on. But like a Malachi Flynn, for example, or a Joe Wieskamp or Delano Banton, any of these guys who didn't really have good years this past season, it feels as though maybe there's room for us to reimagine our feelings about them now that Darko Ryakovich is the head coach. How are you feeling in general about um, sort of maybe a bit of a clean slate for these deep bench guys now that there's a new coach? Obviously, you know, th th what we've seen from these guys is still on tape. They they've played the games and they have not performed very well, but what is your level of belief that a new coach could maybe reinvigorate some of these guys? I definitely believe that Darko's breathing a new life into the Raptors already. Uh, you saw, you know, the outdoor press conference. A few of the Raptors were there. A few of the Raptors were excited posting on um, on socials, whether it be Boucher, even like Ron Harper Jr., some other guys. Uh, he mentioned uh, Delano cutting him in one of his things at the uh, <laughs> presser, which was fun. Um, but the thing that I didn't know. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some sort of Darko expert. I didn't know much about him when it was announced. But from all accounts, um, you know, Jokic has spoken highly of him. Uh, Desmond Bain, a guy who was drafted a couple years ago, just right after Malachi. And, you know, obviously he fell in the draft because people, you know, didn't you know, he got the you know, gator arms or something. He didn't have the wingspan that people liked. And he's already developed into Memphis's third best player at worst. Yeah. And so, you know, he doesn't mean as soon as um, Darko was announced, he was happy for him. So that, that, that spoke volumes to me in terms of development because, you know, Bain kind of came under the radar and is now one of the better players on their team. So that's big. And it's just even the uh, 
the he, we got a new Darko meme already. With you saw the picture of him in the in the hallway putting his hit, his hands out. Uh, he's gonna bring a new swagger to the team, and that's he mm-hmm. he loves to say that word, and I, I believe it. I believe it. Just it, it seems Raptors fans in general they needed something positive because obviously you've already mentioned it. You know, feeling like a little low last couple months. You know, mm-hmm. starting with you know the do we even want to be in the play-in you know the fan base is kind of divided on that you get to the play-in you have uh you lose because of a a nine-year-old shrieking child it kind of (laughs) just it it felt like a team-wide embarrassment uh you went damn near two months without a coach it's like everybody's like what's the plan is there a plan what are they doing so i feel like this past week a lot of calmness has been brought to the fan base i don't like looking through raptors twitter i do not see a lot of people i don't see basically i don't see anybody saying oh uh i don't know about this guy i think we made the wrong move just the more that we've learned about him you know his offensive philosophies defensively he's already talked about you know priorities you know in terms of the corner threes which will be a breath of fresh air, you know, Raptors uh, been leaving corner threes open for like the last few <laughs> years and everybody's pretty much hated that. So yeah, there's just been a lot of different aspects of Darko already that I'm excited to learn more about that. You know, it was just fresh ideas. It, it was needed yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it, it has felt like a bit of a, a turning point for the tone and tenor of the fan base. Obviously there's still plenty of, uh, you know, Descent in the ranks regarding what should happen with Fred Van Vliet and Gary yeah, Trent Jr. and the general direction of the team. And look, that's everyone has their own stance on it. That's fine. No one's more right or wrong than anybody else. I'm the most right, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I do think there is some merit to the idea of kind of giving the deep bench guys in particular kind of a clean slate and just, you know, I'm going to go in open-minded. I would assume at this point that Malachi Flynn's going to be back on the team. I would assume that Jeff Doughton's going to be on the team. Obviously, we know that Christian Coloco's going to be around, um, and uh, and Delano Banton as well. Those are kind of the four guys who pop to mind. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to give it a clean slate and say, hey, let's see what a new coach with some new ideas and maybe some focus on amplifying the strengths of these guys, which I didn't really feel like was a strength of Nick Nurse's. Um, you know, let's let's see how it all works. I think Precious Achua also we've talked about is kind of right. a guy who could really stand to benefit from a fresh perspective, even though he's not really part of the group of guys we're talking about today. Uh, let's get into Malachi Flynn on the other side. This is probably the last chance for him to save his NBA career. Can Darko Ryakovich do it? Am I the most anti-Malachi Flynn guy there is apparently uh, open to the idea of him becoming a real player? We'll get to that coming up in just a sec before we do that however i've got to tell you about our good friends over at game time who are the best place to go if you're looking to buy tickets for an event buying tickets should be fun it should be exciting it should be a hopeful venture instead of being stressful and full of oh no am i getting the right deal am i paying more here than i should be what's the problem what i can't get the deal i want no 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 
game time. You download the app, you get in there, and you are going to get flash deals on events the day of the event, right up until just before the event starts. You are going to be able to find the very best price because of the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. I get the emails from Nicole at game time with all the shows that are coming up. You want to go see Tool? You can go and do that with game time and know that you're going to get the cheapest tickets. Hell, I'm going to Taylor Swift tomorrow in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's going to be a, a time. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I don't know if you can get tickets on game time for that show right now because it seems like all of Pittsburgh has been booked up by all the Swifties, but if you are looking to maybe go to the Eras Tour at some point, game time would be a great place to find the cheapest tickets you're going to find, even if they're not all that cheap because of supply and demand. Either way, go check it out. Game time is the place to go. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDNBA for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, we continue on here. Jamar Hines of Raptors Republic is along. And uh, before we continue, got to tell you a really major programming note, baby. The NBA mock draft, courtesy Locked On, is going to be dropping today. Actually, by the time you're listening to this podcast, it will be available on the Locked On NBA and Locked On NBA Big Board feeds. It's bigger and better than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience that only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked on NBA Big Board or YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, go check it out. Did I make a Raptors trade? You bet your ass I did, so go check it out and uh, figure out. Yell at me if you think the trade was bad. I think I did pretty good, even if I maybe kind of hate the trade I made. Anyway, let's continue on here, Jamar. Malachi Flynn. It's not been a great go for him in three NBA seasons. Yes, he has one uh, East Rookie of the Month honor to his name for the garbage time portion of the Tampa season, which I don't really count for anything, as that was the time where Kem Birch looked like a short roll wizard and Freddie Gillespie looked like an NBA player. Uh, so all of that is taken with a grain of salt. Overall, it's not been a tremendous time for Malachi Flynn in the NBA. He, of the 48.4% true shooting percentage for his career, is very bad. That is not where you want to be. That said, the Raptors drafted Malachi Flynn into a team that did not have really any pick-and-roll bigs, did not really run pick-and-roll whatsoever. His whole thing coming out of college was he was like in the 98th percentile among pick-and-roll ball handlers as far as efficiency. And so, you know, uh, Darko Ryakovich is a dude who's written dissertations on the value of the pick and roll, the operation of the pick and roll. You would assume that with Jakob Pertl presumably back on the team and Christian Coloco, who seems like he's got a lot of upside as a potential, you know, pick and roll rim running big, that there will be more room for pick and roll in the Toronto Raptors offense. Hell, you got Pascal Siakam has a, has, a, has a history as being a, a good roller and a, a, a ball handler in pick and roll. You got Scotty Barnes, whose best stretch of the season last year came as a pick and roll short roll guy. So there are options here for Malachi Flynn to partner up and start running more pick and roll in an environment that he might be more comfortable in, just you know, considering what his skills were coming out of college. Uh, you know, obviously the shooting has got to be there. It has not been there. And if that's not going to be there, then none of this matters. But are you at all intrigued? I think we both had Malachi Flynn as a goodbye, or, or I certainly did. I can't remember exactly what you said about him when we did our episode about a month ago. But I am now 
not uh you know penciling him in as a backup or anything like that i think that would be foolish to go in with him as like your backup point guard or something like that but do i think there's a world in which malachi flynn carves out some kind of role for himself on this team i'm more open to it now than i was a week ago i think where are you at with malachi flynn do you think there's any hope of darko ryakovich saving what could be uh kind of a a dwindling career here i think Regarding Malachi, it might have been a let me see who the coach is first type of thing. Right. But no, with uh, Malachi, I think this might be more of a fresh start than anybody, honestly. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple stints where you saw what his uh, you saw what he could do potentially shooting wise, but they were kind of far and few in between. Uh, he had a couple of opportunities when the Raptors were ridden with injuries to start. And, you know, I I don't think he grasped that opportunity as much as you would like him to. Yeah. The thing with uh, Malachi is from just a mental perspective with nurse, you know, he has a short rotation and it's kind of hard to play when you looking over your shoulder if you make one mistake you know you're going to be put on the bench mm-hmm. that has to play into it a little bit and i feel like darko i just feel that darko will give him a bigger rope to start so that has to do something for him uh if i mean they're totally two different type of players but if i want to make a Raptor comparison on how a difference in coaching could change your career. Mm-hmm. I would want to take a look at Alvin Williams when he first was with the Raptors under Butch Carter. He didn't, sure. uh, he got traded here. He didn't play all that much. And then it was Lenny Wilkins that came after Butch that kind of opened up Alvin Williams' game. He, his minutes doubled. He, he actually started to start. I'm not saying Malachi is going to start. I'm not saying that. I'm just making a little <laughs> bit of a comparison here that, you know, the coach difference was everything. And Alvin was a really good player for the Raptors for a few years before, you know, injuries kind of derailed his career. So I'm just thinking that, you know, at the you know, ultimate like ceiling, it's like he becomes a steady rotation player Maybe Darko unlocks some of those uh, strengths with Malachi under the pick and roll, like you mentioned. And, you know, maybe he has that renewed confidence that, you know, that he could play consistent minutes. Maybe you see the shooting percentages go up, especially the true shooting percentage, as you mentioned. So him more than anybody, I'm – you know, it's a it's a new slate for Malachi. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're not gonna expect him to say anything. I, I don't think he said anything on social or anything like that. But it's yeah, I'm really. Ex- but I'm not on Facebook, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> normally, when his dad says something, it just it just travels everywhere: Reddit, Twitter, you name it. So I haven't heard anything from him. So that that's funny. Um, didn't he invent the term Nick Nursery? I feel like that came from him. That feels like 100% uh, an Eric <laughs> Flynn thing. Yeah, that, that rings a bell. <laughs> so, yeah, I just – I have I have renewed faith in this whole Malachi Flynn experiment, and I just want to see it play out. And I'm pretty – like you said before, I'm pretty much giving everybody a fresh light. There's not 
I don't think there's a Raptor that's like, okay, I still don't feel, even if, I, I mean, a lot of the Raptors, like I said in our last episode, a couple of the deep guys on the bench, I was just waiting for the coach. And I don't, since we have a development, like if, for example, if the Raptors got a Doc Rivers or something, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of these bench guys, I would still be like, eh. But because they've kind of pivoted to the a guy who's like known for development, it's you have to give a lot of these Raptors a fresh slate, and Malachi is the top of the list. Yeah, I, I think you know, obviously, like Malachi is going to have to meet us in the middle at some point and yeah, start to hit sure. shots, right? And, and maybe a, a different system there'll be you know be more conducive to good looks for him. I, I, I mean, don't think he was, flashes of that, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he was getting like you know, horribly bad looks when he was playing because most of the time teams weren't really worried about him. And so, like, he, he's got it. The shot making has got to be there, full stop. Like, he shot 36.7% on twos this past year, which is mm-hmm. not good enough. You know, there, there mm-hmm. were signs, 37% on catch-and-shoot threes. That's like, okay, you can work with that. Go with that and, and sort of have that be maybe the thing you can make this guy into. And, and look, am I going in with any expectation from Alakai Flynn? Not really, but am I open to the idea that he could emerge into being like a pretty reliable backup point guard by the end of the season or like a third guard sort of mix-in option? That's got to be absolutely, the point, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Like I've been ba- like pounding the get Monte Morris ju- drum for years now, like the last couple seasons, I think. I uh, really, really like Monte Morris. I think he would have been a, like a wonderful addition at last year's deadline if they could have pulled that off as well just to like – you know, double down on addressing their weaknesses. And is there a world that Mitch Malachi Flynn becomes like a Monte Morris level player? That's maybe tough. Maybe like current Monte Morris, previous Denver Monte Morris was a much better player than he is in Washington right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like serviceable, you know, reserve guard who can play alongside good players and, and not detract. Absolutely. I think that's there if the shot making comes and and I'm going to be sort of skeptical on the shot making until we see it happen. But the other stuff, the, 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 the sort of the circumstances conducive to him finding himself, I think will be there more. And I don't think Darko Ryakovich is going to go in with preconceived notions of guys. If anything, um, you know, he seems like he's just like a very compassionate sort of thoughtful, wants to get to know guys on a personal level. Like he, I feel like he's going to go in, without any preconceived notions and just say, hey, let's see what happens in camp and go from there. And so I, I think, you know, Flynn's in a better shot to sort of surprise because of that than he would have been if Nick Nurse were the coach. Or like you mentioned, they bring in more of a sort of a, a hard and fast sort of retread type or someone who's a little more sort of focused on winning now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that wouldn't have been the shot that he would have gotten. So yeah, still probably on the side of he's not a Raptor beyond this coming season, but I'm more open to the idea that he is going to be a player that the Raptors can use and, and you know, get something out of this year than I would have been before the hire of Ryakovich. So take that for what it's worth. We'll come back on the other side. We're going to talk about uh, Christian Coloco, Jeff Doughton Jr., Delano Banton, three guys who I think are really interesting as far as, far as like the developmental second wave of players on this team goes. And uh, we'll kind of ask the question, who among those guys is going to benefit the most from Darko Ryakovich? Maybe it's Malachi Flynn as well. We'll get into that in just a sec before we do. However, just a reminder, go check out Locked on Leafs, as right now the Leafs are preparing for what should be a wild offseason, and Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti do a wonderful job breaking it all down on Locked on Leafs, your daily Toronto Maple Leafs podcast. Go check him out wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. 
All right, Jamar, let's round this out. Uh, Coloco, Doughton, Flynn, uh, you know, Delano Banton, all guys who you would think are going to get sort of, a, again, a fresh start. I don't think maybe Coloco needed a fresh start. He was counted mm. on quite a bit last season, and I right. think I'm very bullish on where he's going to head. I think he's probably the best player of this bunch, and it's not really close, um, sort of long-term speaking. But as far as guys who could benefit from Ryakovich, is there someone in that group who really stands out as, ooh, I'm really excited to see how Ryakovich deploys this guy. Is Coloco just like the chalk answer? I am actually, and we have no intel behind, you know, who we're guessing, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to say maybe Delano takes a surprise jump that a lot of people are not expecting. Sure. Simply because Darko brought him up in the presser. Maybe <laughs> may, maybe there's something there that he already sees right. and, you know, he's going to help him in numerous, because Delano numerous ways, you know, needed improvements in running a half court offense, like anything that's not in transition. Because in transition, he was great, but everything else, you know, running an offense, shooting, things like that. So I'm actually intrigued in Delano's development to see if he's a um, a, a rotation player as well. Is he a, a long-term kind of answer here or something like that mm-hmm. and you know you saw the game in what at detroit where he had the career high i want to say mm-hmm. it was 27 points or something it's just do we get more flashes of that you know he dealt with an injury for a big portion of this season uh you could make the argument that he probably wouldn't have been in a rotation anyway but it did cause him to miss a, a quite a few games he had another stint in the g league but i feel like he was better in the g league last year than this year so yeah, that's a. I'm interested in Delano's um, development in terms of that. Uh, you know what you're gonna get. I feel like we know what we're gonna get. Like elevated from Coloco, mm. uh, Precious. We've mentioned a couple of times. We already covered Malachi, uh, Doughton. I expect to get more looks, but. I think there might be a surprise with Delano. I'm just again, we don't have a lot of information to go off of, but I just have a gut feeling. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he mentioned him, uh, it might have just been that he was sitting in front of him and he was Maybe. like, oh, Delano's there, cutting, yeah. Uh, like that's, I think that's like 50% possible. Um, but there are like the, four other guys here. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, I struggle with Delano because mm-hmm. I, I think what you get from Ryakovich is I think he's going to be the type of coach who tries to find the strengths of players and accentuate them. That's kind of a thing he's talked about in like the public-facing places where he's discussed his philosophies. My issue with Delano is I can't really discern a notable strength. Like I, I see it with Flynn, right? Like, okay, he's got pick-and-roll sort of awareness. He can run the pick-and-roll. There's a catch-and-shoot element there that could be tapped into a little bit more. My whole thing with Delano is I don't feel like he does role player things very well. And okay. I don't really, and I know he has to like, yeah, like the idea of, oh, go cut better. Like, yeah, that's nice. But like, is he good at that? Like, has he shown right. a capacity to be good at that? I'm not really sure that he has. I'm sure Darko Ryakovich has watched more uh, and picked up more on what Delano Banton does well than I ever could with his discerning eye. But he doesn't shoot threes very well at all. Like 27.5% in his NBA career, low volume, but still. Um, shoots 41% from the field, 42% from the field in years one and two. 
doesn't really figure like whenever he's on the ball he doesn't do a lot in terms of like advantage creation he just kind of passes it off to the next guy to go do the thing and then he becomes just sort of like this anchor out there who's not giving you a ton of spacing or anything like that and so i'm a little again i'm open to the idea that there's something in his game that ryakovich could unlock but i'm less sure that there are like really sort of strengths that can be tapped into the way there are with a Jeff Doughton, who's this ace defender, and the way you can with Flynn, who's got this pick-and-roll game, or Coloco, who's obviously just got, like, the rim protection chops and the and the roll man to- you know, chops that are really exciting. I see it a little bit less with Delano, but again... Yeah. I'm looking for the guy, basically, that may surprise people, because sure. if, if, if Malachi takes a jump, Doughton... Um, Coloco, if these guys take a jump, I don't think that's much of a surprise. No. Because you kind of, like you mentioned, you already see flashes of what they're already good at. Whereas Delano, you're not really sure. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm picking him because he might unlock something in him that people didn't expect. And I shouldn't be so quick to say that Delano has no strengths. Like open court Delano, a total treat to watch. You know, that's a very small segment of the game where you're going to get open court Delano to tap into. But hey, maybe there's a way to sort of amplify what he does on the run. And so, yeah, I'm open to it. But he's probably the guy I'm like the least optimistic on, I guess, is the way I'd frame it, even though I'm leaving open the possibility that there's a surprise there. Um, Coloco, I think, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, everydayers of the pod will know that, but like, I, I think like he, the rim protection he provides, the, just the size and the fact that the Raptors were just like a buzzsaw when he was on the floor, even when he was like a nothing on offense, yeah. they just like crushed teams when he was out there. And like but, any rookie, like any rookie, yeah. he's going to get stronger because for sure. You know, yeah, absolutely. He'll be able to and hold think, his own a little bit better. Absolutely. And, and I think that like the way the Raptors used him last year was almost it, like they kind of like threw him to the fire. It was like, all right, you're going to come all the way up to the level of the screen a whole bunch, Christian. You're going to have to track back. And like plenty of like instances last year of him tracking all the way up to the level, getting mm-hmm. all the way back, recovering and having like a massive block on the back end, like. The dude's got feet. He can cover ground. He's enormous. The strides are crazy. And if Ryakovich is, you know, going to follow through on what he said at his presser about defense and wanting to protect the paint and to limit corner threes, Coloco feels like he's going to be a perfect guy to play in whatever that scheme's going to be. Um, and it's almost going to, I think, accentuate his strengths a little bit more to not have him scurrying all over the place every possession down. Like, they didn't have it every time, obviously. But right. um, I think, uh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty encouraging to me. One guy who is not young, who is maybe a little forgotten, maybe being a little bit slept on, who we both had as a bench guy when we did this exercise a month ago, was Otto Porter Jr. Let's leave on him. Because... <laughs> Look, you know, sometimes sometimes I forget he's on the team, man. Hey, I don't <laughs> like, blame. Thank you for thank games. you for exactly thank you for bringing him up because I'm like thinking of everybody on the bench and I didn't think about him yeah. once. Well, here's the thing: is uh, I think there's maybe just this like assumption that's kind of crept into the fan like the fandom's brain of oh well he's just uh, he's nothing he's not going to play like is that fair? Like yes, he's a guy who's had injury troubles over the years. Of course, you're not going to pencil him in to play 82 games, but. Mm-hmm. 55 seems like a reasonable amount for him last season obviously freak toe injury i don't know how you dislocate your toe that bad but obviously it stunk he had the hamstring to start the year 
Keep in mind, he was coming off of playing into the finals, starting games in the finals. This is a guy who's had a lot of miles on his body, whose who's injury you know, history is racked up. It stands to reason to me almost that having played just eight games last year, if anything, will he not be like fresher coming into this season? Like maybe that's just like stupid. I'm a doctor, but not actually a doctor thinking. But for me, you know, talk about a guy who would fit lovely into a a system that's going to, you know, prioritize ball movement and team play. He was starting on the freaking Warriors, like the most team playist team there is of the last decade. Like, I feel like he's got something to offer if he's healthy. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to go and say I'm like going into the season banking on 60 games from Otto Porter Jr. being really good. But I do think he's being slept on as a potential guy to fill out this bench. And all of a sudden, if Otto Porter's playing, you look around and it's like, are the Raptors deep? What's going on here? Well, like, you're right. I, I, I just, I just said, I, for, on. I just said, I forgot. Uh, I forgot he was on the <laughs> roster. So you're 100% right. But by me, I, I totally forgot. Yeah, and I mean, I think a big issue with the team last year, and I think it was our pal Ben Chapman who noted this in the Discord, like, the Raptors had no stylistic diversity last season. They had no. one way to play for the most part until they got yeah. yak, and then there were, like, two ways they could play. Um, but, like, Otto Porter Jr. opens up lots of possibilities. Super-duper small looks where he's your center. He's good rebounder for his position. It won't be ideal, but, like, that's a thing you could try. It's a lever you have at your disposal to pull. You can just throw him at the four. You can go massive, play him at the two. Um, and his shooting and just sort of connective play is going to play wherever you slot him in in these lineups. That's going to be a massive tool if he's available. I, again, you can't bank on it. The injury history is real. But also, eight games played last year is not indicative of what he's done, even during the time where he's been injured. He played plenty of games with the Warriors, played into the finals. Again, started games in the finals a calendar year ago. I don't think you can sleep on him as a potential uh, agent for bench improvement on this team. And I'm even more excited about how he could be implemented with a Darko Ryakovich scheme um, yeah. just because of what he does. His his skills on offense play no matter who he's playing alongside. He's going to be a fit. Uh, any parting shots there on Otto Porter Jr. or any other of these bench guys? Maybe you have a really strong Joe Wieskamp take or something like that uh, before we round out here? No, no. I think we covered everything. The most... The biggest thing with Darko is I, I just don't want the Raptors to be a team that, like last year, that basically they just tried to win the margins and be bad at everything else. Because, yeah, yeah the number the numbers were staggering when they if if they couldn't win the possession battle, and a lot of times they would get 10, 15 more shots than the other team and still be completely manhandled on everything else and it ended up being in the loss anyway so yeah it just i'm just excited to see a whole new philosophy yeah it's gonna be uh you know he does seem to have like a pretty good grasp on the big picture and the sort of grind that is 82 games which is a refreshing thing to see uh jamar we're gonna leave it there thank you so much for hanging out today buddy you got anything you want to promote for the good people out there no problem. Uh, my Twitter handle, Jamar BH, you can follow me there. I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, a lot of my Bell colleagues because you know a lot. Yes. obviously this industry is extremely tough. A lot of people got laid off yesterday. So, you know, I'm just hoping uh, a few of them that I work with, I'm hoping that they land back on their feet somewhere else. But yeah, it's a... Uh, not a lot of security in this uh, industry, so it's it's always yeah. tough to see that. 
and it's people are getting laid off now at all times of the year because that never used to be a June thing, and now it's happening in June as well. So it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, geez, another one. So yeah, yeah. rough stuff. Uh, in particular, shout out to my pals out at uh, TSN twelve sixty in Edmonton, a station that I have guested on to talk Raptors uh, for like years and years and years, and always really enjoyed my time out there. Um, but yeah, thoughts with everyone who got laid off yesterday, Bell. It stinks. It's uh, as a former Bell layoff myself, uh, it's not very pleasant. We will leave it there, however. Uh, thank you for supporting this show. Thank you for supporting independent coverage of your favorite sports teams. And as the whole world seems to shift away from local coverage of your teams, we're not going anywhere, baby. We'll be here every day covering the Raptors, going into the offseason, into the new season, all that stuff. So thank you so much for your support. Uh, thank you if you're a new listener to the show who's jumped on during the pre-draft ramp up. Really loving having you as well. Thanks to all the YouTube commenters and the YouTube viewers and the Discord members. Uh, you're all the very best. Join the Discord, by the way. Link is in the description. Come hang out. Super fun. Ahead of the draft next week. It will be the place to be, and it's just a more pleasant place to talk about the Raptors than any other corner of the internet, I think, right now. Uh, so come join our little community that we got building there. We'll be back again tomorrow. I'm recording an episode today. Uh, before I head off to Pittsburgh to go get Taylor Swifted up, uh, I'll be uh, recording a show about Scoot Henderson and digging into him as a prospect, just in case... The Raptors decided to pull off that deal that we've all been talking about for like a month with the Blazers. So uh, we'll have that tomorrow. We'll be back again next week with the draft. Joel Wolfon's going to pop on the show on Tuesday. Uh, lots of great stuff coming up as we head into the draft next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, Jamar, for hanging out. And thank you for hanging. We'll talk to you Monday or Friday. Yeah, Friday. Woohoo! Bye. Bye.